0: Hi, this is David Dickens and today we are gonna do one of my favorite types of podcasts. We're gonna answer some listener questions. There are three different listener questions and I think there's something in here for every age group of listener to these podcasts. So I'll go get Walter and we'll get busy on this. Do you
1: need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. It is another edition of Cover Your Assets, KC. Walter Storholt here alongside David Dickens, office in Overland Park, serving the Kansas City metro area and beyond. He's the president and wealth advisor of KC Financial Advisors. And we got a great show today, as David mentioned, some listener questions. We've got questions about charities. We've got questions um, about putting money to good use instead of going out to eat more often. That sounds like a wise idea. And a question from Wesley, who's almost 70 and worried he'll never be able to retire. So we get to cover a lot of ground on today's episode. Can't wait to do it with you, David. Only two episodes
0: left in the year. Can you believe it? You know, that is fairly hard to believe, uh, but I don't know. It's uh, It seems to go faster and faster all the time, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: especially once you get past Thanksgiving now. It's just like gone in a blink of an eye. December just disappears so fast.
0: Yeah, speaking of, how was your Thanksgiving?
1: It was good. Uh, my turkey was only two hours late for our guests, <laughs> so not too shabby, for Well, I hopefully there was some, yeah. some
0: beverages and hors d'oeuvres to fill the gap
1: yep we did we had planned in advance for that possibility of me messing up the turkey so we had plenty of extra food and pre-food to where people weren't even really hungry by the time we got to the turkey so (laughs) i I once hosted thanksgiving where we ate at 11 p.m so oh my gosh uh yeah so this was a uh, this was a big improvement over that a couple years ago Luckily, it was just my parents at that one, so they mostly just ridiculed me and made fun of me. But weren't actually angry or mad, so it was all good. Perfect.
0: <laughs> How about yours?
1: Did you get some uh, good family time in?
0: We did. Uh, the boys and, the, and brought their parents up from uh, Texas, and so that was a lot of fun. Uh, daughter number two and her husband came down from Minneapolis. I smoked my first turkey.
1: Smoked it? That sounds yeah. just
0: awesome. How about that? So it was really, really, I will say, I... I did a little brine the day before and so it was super moist, really nicely done. What I goofed up was that I had forgotten that the drippings would also have smoke in them. So our gravy was a little smoky. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And then I'm a guy that likes to boil the carcass the next day and make soup out of it. Yes. Well, I put in some chicken wings that had skin on them, and they were a little smoky, so uh, smoky my wife says, says she's not going to eat this soup, but I think <laughs> I'm going to. You're going to
1: forge through it anyway, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, you'll have to send me your—so we saved the carcass. We did not cook it right away, so hopefully this would still work. We threw it in the freezer kind of the yeah. carcass and some of the extra stuff. And so you'll have to send me a recipe, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll give it a shot on this end. Since we didn't smoke the turkey, our, our soup might come out of it.
0: <laughs> you should be just
1: fine. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm glad that you, you got the chance to try something new, and that for the most part, it sounds like it turned out really well, at least for the important part of the actual turkey, all the extra stuff, maybe, maybe uh, lessons learned there. But yep. you got a good turkey out of
0: it. Learned a little something to go to improve on next year.
1: Excellent. Very nice. Well, let's dive into these listener questions, David. We've got a couple of folks who are uh, probably very curious in your answers and your help and assistance here. Uh, By the way, you can always submit questions to be featured on a future show if you want your question to appear in maybe a 2024 episode. Or if you just want some one-on-one guidance with David, you can do this, too. Uh, You can shoot him an email, ddickens at kcfa. You can also go online to coveryourassetskc.com and submit questions through the website. All right, David, so this first one's from Dan, and Dan says, I've always donated to several different charities at the end of the year, but since the tax laws changed a few years ago, it seems that it didn't benefit me from a tax standpoint. Um, Am I missing something here, or does it not really help anymore on my taxes he does want to clarify that yes, I realize there are other reasons to give to charity other than just the tax breaks.
0: <laughs> Good man, Dan. <laughs> so you're basically correct. I've got a couple of, of um, hopefully helpful suggestions for you. But so a couple of three, three or four years ago, they changed the tax law and they raised the standard deduction, so that way fewer taxpayers actually itemized their taxes. So it made, arguably, it made your filing taxes simpler. But it also, the way that you got to deduct your charitable contributions was on Schedule A, which is your itemized deductions. Mm -hmm. Dan, if you happen to be over 70 and a half, then you can do something called a qualified charitable distribution. And what that is, is the custodian of your IRA. Let's say it's Schwab or Fidelity or somebody like that they'll send a check directly to your church or to your university or whatever that 501c3 corporation, that charitable corporation is. And by going directly from the custodian to the charity, the IRS doesn't tax you on that distribution from your IRA. So in that way, you still don't technically deduct it, but you get credit for it because it's a deduction out of your IRA, which otherwise would be taxable. If you're just given money out of your checking account, and you don't have itemized deductions more than the standard deductions then you're exactly right you don't get to deduct that anymore the standard deduction dan if you happen to be filing single is uh thirteen thousand eight fifty if you're uh blind or over 65 that goes up to fifteen thousand seven hundred dan if you're married and filing jointly that's twenty seven thousand seven hundred standard deduction that's how much you take off of your taxes just for showing up with a pulse and uh, if you're over 65 or blind then it's an extra 1500 on top of that so what goes on schedule a that you otherwise that you're trying to add up to get over those numbers so that you might actually qualify to to do an itemized deduction Healthcare expenses taxes that you pay usually that's on your house and your car but it could be on you know i i have clients that purchased a motorhome this year so they'll have a big chunk of taxes there charitable contributions, and interest paid, and that's usually on your mortgage, uh, maybe points that you might have paid up front on a new mortgage. And then if you unfortunately had any casualty losses or theft losses, those go on Schedule A as well. So if all that stuff adds up to twenty-seven thousand seven, dollars Dan, $27,700, if it adds up to a penny more than that, then you can itemize, and then your charitable contributions do count toward reducing your tax uh, bill. Very little about our tax uh, structure is straightforward but hopefully Dan that answers your question it was a relatively straightforward answer
1: yeah that is a helpful answer I think and Dan hopefully that gives you some clarity just as to why things are and and what those changes have really done over the past couple of years and um, you know I'm, I'm sure things will change again David and we'll have questions going the other direction of hey my, my charitable contributions are making a big difference now uh maybe some years <laughs> in the future when those tax cuts expire so we'll, we'll be getting the opposite of this question in a couple of years I would imagine. Uh, We've got another good one here from Jenny. Uh, Jenny says, I got a raise recently, David, and I want to make sure I put the extra money to good use instead of just going out to eat more often. Wow, that's wise right there. Uh, Should I save more money for retirement or use it to pay extra on my mortgage?
0: So I love the way you're thinking, Jenny. The answer uh, (laughs) has a lot of questions you get, a lot of answers you get from financial people is it depends. But here's, here are the things that I think it depends upon. What is your mortgage rate? So if you have a low fixed rate mortgage, I almost certainly would be suggesting that you save more for retirement and not accelerate the pay down on your mortgage. Jenny, I don't know how old you are, but if you're in your 40s, There are reasons why you might accelerate the pay down on the mortgage, but I think better reasons why you would put that money into retirement. If you're 60, 63, 65, and you really don't want to enter retirement with a mortgage, then I can easily build a case why you should pay that extra money down on your mortgage. And kind of uh, very similar to that prior concern about your age, how many years are you to retirement? If you're 62 and you're planning on retiring in two years early, that might be a good reason to pay down your mortgage. We've covered this in prior podcasts, but is there a good financial reason to pay down a 3% fixed rate mortgage, even if you're close to retirement? I contend with a lot of my clients that there's not really a good financial reason to do that, but a lot of my clients see a good emotional reason to do that. So it's not necessarily a black or white answer, but you'd want to consider the, the rate of your mortgage, and hopefully it's fixed rate, your age, how close to retirement, and then your current tax bracket. When you say you should save more for retirement, you're probably saying that you could add more to your 401k, and if that's the case, or your IRA, if that's the case, you get a tax deduction. And if you happen to be in a higher tax bracket now, then you're going to be in retirement, well, that's a good reason to add more to your uh, IRA, your retirement savings. Hopefully that's helpful, Jenny.
1: Very good and a great question. Yeah, avoiding that lifestyle creep, especially for younger listeners, is really, really beneficial. As you increase that income, trying not to increase your lifestyle, at least in a dollar-for-dollar dollar way, um, just going to really set you up nicely for your financial future. So
0: Exactly, and, and that lifestyle creep happens without you hardly even noticing it. Yeah. But all of a sudden, there's more money coming into your checking account, and you're like, oh, well, I guess I have more to spend. Well, not necessarily, Mm -hmm. depending on how soon you're trying to retire and how well you've already feathered your retirement nest for when you actually get there.
1: Just as more income can bleed in a little bit with regular raises, more more of that income bleeds right back out in terms of expenses. So, For sure. Yeah, be careful with it. All right, last question of the episode. It comes to us from Wesley, and Wesley has this to say, I'm almost 70, and I'm worried I'll never be able to retire. I've always heard that you need to have a million dollars to retire, and I barely have half of that. Should I just plan to work forever?
0: so wesley you've th- this is a question that in some form or fashion i get in a lot of initial meetings with new people the million dollars to retire thing is what we used to say when we were in our 30s and 40s uh and now the actually they're saying you need to have more two three million whatever it is but the answer is this that phrase is mostly a worthless rule of thumb the real answer is How much income are you gonna have when you retire? So Social Security. If you're almost 70, you say you're almost 70, and if you're not taking Social Security, then good for you. You're gonna max out your Social Security payment. It gets no better after your 70th birthday. It gets no higher, so you may as well start when you're 70. So how much income are you gonna have in in, uh, retirement? Do you have Social Security and a pension? How much will you spend? Well, that's the other major factor is if you have, let's just say, $4,000 a month of income in retirement and $5,000 a month in expenses, well, you've got a $1,000 hole you have to fill. And that's gonna come from this, looks like maybe you've saved a half a million dollars for retirement. So what you really need is a good financial plan. At a minimum, you need a good retirement income plan. And it might say that your income is perfectly fine based on the expenses you say you're going to have. It might say that your income is short based on the expenses you want to have. And you're going to have to cut back on some expenses. Okay. It's a lot better to know that right before you hop off of the working treadmill than two or three years into full retirement where you've been overspending and you didn't know it. And then uh, Wesley, the other thing I'd say is, well, how's your health? If you're going to overspend your income and draw down on that nest egg you've set aside. But if you have particularly bad health and you're not really expecting to live past 75 or 78, probably not a big thing. But if you're super healthy, you have really good genes, longevity is in your, in your lifeline, well, then you really want a good income plan to make sure that your money lasts as long as you do.
1: Those are wise words and very helpful direction for you, Wesley. I imagine, David, you have a lot of people that come in with Wesley's situation, and after digging into their financial plan, more than likely they're leaving with a a real a much better outlook and a more positive attitude about their retirement prospects. So you, you probably have more of those conversations, right? Where actually, you can retire sooner than you're thinking versus the other direction, maybe, where people have saved, but they're like, oh, I think I can retire today. And you're saying, <laughs> eh, you might need to work a little longer.
0: I do have more conversations of, well, you can retire. But even the ones that are the other way around, almost always they leave with a higher level of confidence because now they know. They know that, all right, if, if Wesley's result comes out, eh, you actually do need a part-time job in retirement. At least Wesley will know that. And that brings a high level of confidence Uh, when you wake up every morning, every morning you're like, okay, I'm confident. I won't run out of money if I do this. So either way you're going to walk out of that type of planning meeting with a higher level of confidence. And that's, that's what you want when you are retiring and giving up that stream of income that you've had most of your adult life, which is a steady paycheck every couple of weeks.
1: It is huge to be able to walk out with that kind of confidence, that is for sure. So there you have it, Dan, Jenny, and Wesley. Hope those answers are helpful to you in your various situations. If you have questions for David, whether it be about one of these topics or something else that's on your mind as it relates to your financial and retirement planning life, don't hesitate to reach out. In fact, you can set up a complimentary review of your financial situation uh, by talking to David one-on-one. And you can set that up by going to CoverYourAssetsKC.com getting in touch through the website, or call 913-317-1414. That's 913-317-1414. David, thanks for all the great information on the show today, and we will talk with you again in a few weeks.
0: I'll look forward to it, Walter.
1: Thanks. All right. Sounds great. That's David Dickens. This has been Cover Your Assets KC. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast, and we'll see you next time. Advisory services offered through Creative One Wealth, LLC, an investment advisor. KC Financial Advisors and Creative One Wealth, LLC are not affiliated. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. The information and opinions contained in this program have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. They are given for informational purposes only and are not a solicitation to buy or sell any of the products mentioned. The information is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. This material has been provided by a licensed insurance professional for informational and educational purposes only and is not endorsed or affiliated with the Social Security Administration or any government agency. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for accounting, legal, tax, or investment advice.